What is up my fellow Andronauts? In this video, I'm gonna show you the 10 main reasons why your prolactin might be elevated. And this will really help you to troubleshoot what specifically you need to do to bring your prolactin back in control. So I'm gonna show you the ideal reference range for prolactin, how it's created, the main antagonist for prolactin, and then those 10 reasons why it's elevated, and then what specifically you can do to pull those levers to bring the prolactin back in control. Let's dive in. Just yesterday, at the time of this recording, I was in a call with Robert from Scotland, and he had significant prolactin problems. His prolactin was 40k. Yes, 40,000 on a reference range between 30, uh, 53 to 360, or under uh, 20 nanograms per, milli per milliliter, right? So that is extremely high prolactin. And usually people with that level of prolactin, they have a prolactinoma. So they have a small tumor in the pituitary that is causing that extremely high levels of prolactin. He didn't want to have a surgery because like eventually that tumor might just come back. He wanted to address the root cause and his doctors wasn't listening to him. That's why he jumped on a call with me so I can help him address like what is the root cause and how he could fix that. And by the way, if you would like me to help you solve a problem as well, coaching link will be in the description. Be sure to check that out. So what we identified was that he drank a lot of alcohol, he worked night shift, and he probably had sleeping issues as well and a lot of nutritional deficiencies because at the time he wasn't really focusing on the diet. And then he stopped alcohol and working night shift and his prolactin dropped down to 24k, so almost halved. It's still significantly elevated, but just those two modifications alone halved his prolactin. And also the doctors gave him carbogolin, but he started getting hallucinations from the carbogolin, and that's why he actually got off. So the drop in prolactin was not due to the carbogolin. It was actually just from stopping the alcohol and stopping the night shifts, which was really stressful. And so he couldn't be on carbogolin because of the hallucinations, and that's also why he wanted me to help him. Like, what else could he be doing to get control of his prolactin? This is why I'm making this video, the 10 things that will keep your prolactin high. So you can troubleshoot this yourself. So symptoms of hyperlactin is weight gain and gyno. These are just like the most common symptoms. It's going to be weight gain and gyno. And when I say gyno, it doesn't have to be glandular gyno, right? You have two different forms of gyno. You just have like fatty tissue under your nipple. So it's more like poofy. And then you have the glandular gyno. And for that one, you typically need surgery to get rid of it. But the body can actually also naturally get rid of it as well. The other symptom is diabetes, sexual dysfunction. It also contributes to depression. It causes fatigue, reduces libido and lengthens the refractory period. It makes you hypersensitive to stress, lowers testosterone, contributes to infertility, causes dry skin, and also muscle cramps. There are obviously more symptoms, but these are from the most common symptoms for of high prolactin. So prolactin is produced in the pituitary, and I'm not going to lie, that looks a little bit like nutsack. And the main inhibitor of prolactin is dopamine. And so when dopamine is low for a variety of different reasons, prolactin will automatically be elevated. So we're going to discuss all of those things that stimulate the release of prolactin and also how we can actually fix dopamine so we can get a control back on your prolactin. 10 reasons why it's high. Number one is going to be dopamine, low dopamine. And so in this study, you can see this graph, uh, they infuse dopamine into their brains and you can see like how significantly it reduced their prolactin once they got the dopamine. But once dopamine was out of the system, prolactin went back up to normal. But this is just an illustration how 
dopamine is really necessary to help to lower your prolactin. It's the main antagonist. And this is also why doctors would prescribe dopamine agonists as the main treatment for hyperlactin. So that would usually be bromocryptine or carbocholine. But they also have side effects and not everyone responds well to them. Right, so low dopamine is very often caused by chronic stress, drug abuse, including alcohol, nutritional deficiencies such as vitamins and minerals. So your body produces dopamine with the help of certain vitamins and minerals. And if you don't have enough of those vitamins and minerals, your body can't produce enough dopamine. It can't control dopamine levels to be adequate all the time. And that leads to issues, high prolactin, low dopamine. So here are a few ways how you can increase dopamine. And I list the herbs that have actually been shown to also lower prolactin. Lower prolactin and increase dopamine. Triplist rest has been shown to be quite effective in humans. Prunella vulgaris, also called self-heal. Barley, ashwagandha, and aspirin. And so when you are basically stressed and you use tribulus or ashwagandha or aspirin, it will blunt that stress-induced increase in prolactin. So these herbs and compounds are really good for increasing dopamine, normalizing, and resensitizing the dopamine receptor and also helping to lower your prolactin. Hypothyroidism is number two. So as you can see, there's a positive correlation between TSH and serum prolactin. Higher TSH, higher levels of prolactin. So the first thing you want to do is get the thyroid panel done. Where is my TSH, T4, T3, and my reverse T3? Right? Am I slightly hypothyroid? Is this the reason for the hyperlactin? Very often, there's a significant correlation between elevated TSH and prolactin. But it's not the TSH that's increasing prolactin, it's higher up. From the pituitary, releases TRH, which then stimulates the pituitary to release TSH and prolactin. So it's actually the TRH that's signaling the pituitary to release prolactin. But it ultimately comes down to being slightly hypothyroid. And so you can take T4 and or T3, and that will help in the negative feedback loop to lower TRH, and that will help to bring down the prolactin. And so reasons for hypothyroidism or slightly suppressed thyroid function would be nutritional deficiencies, stress, and low-grade inflammation. These are the common ones. You will see there's a big overlap in all of these things. There's always going to be nutritional deficiencies and stress and almost always low-grade inflammation that plays a role in almost all of these reasons. Then number three is high estrogen. As you can see, as estrogen increases, prolactin increases as well. Boom, there's a positive correlation between estradiol and prolactin. So if someone has excess estrogen, chances are they will have elevated levels of prolactin. And aromatase inhibitors sensitize the pituitary to dopaminergic drugs. So if people don't really respond adequately to dopaminergic drugs like bromocryptine or carbogolin, giving them an aromatase inhibitor can really help to significantly lower prolactin and also actually shrink the tumor. So it's the combination of aromatase inhibitors and dopaminergic agonists that can help to bring down uh, prolactin. Serms like Clomid can also help to lower prolactin. And then a natural serm is Longan Zigan Tang. So it works in the same way. It actually blocks the estrogen receptor in the pituitary and it normalizes the dopamine receptor. So it works synergistically to bring prolactin down. So I will give you guys a link to Longdan Zigan Tang in the description. It's a really interesting herb that's been used for a long time in traditional Chinese medicine to control prolactin. So reasons for high estrogen would be excess body fat, again, nutritional deficiencies, hypothyroidism, low DHT, low-grade inflammation, 
insulin resistance, alcohol consumption. And these are some of the main reasons for elevated levels of estrogen. And so what are the low-hanging fruit? Maybe it's body fat, maybe it's just nutritional deficiencies, and maybe something like sleeping problems and alcohol consumption. So you can fix those four things, right? Your estrogen will be back under control. Number four is stress. So the induced stress here, as you can see in this graph, and so the black columns is prolactin. And you can see prolactin spikes after a stressful event. And this is what I mentioned previously, how something like aspirin or rhodiol or even ashwagandha can help to blunt the increase of prolactin induced by stress. So if someone is prone to being stressed all the time, like hypersensitive to stress, they might have chronically elevated prolactin because of that stress increasing the prolactin. So stress powerfully increases prolactin. So anything that is stressful to you, whether it be noise stress, financial stress, relationship stress, um, any kind of stress, chronic stress, will then upregulate prolactin. And also actually even inflammation, right, is stressful to the body. And that will also increase prolactin. Alcohol, number five is alcohol. And as you can see, when people are exposed to more alcohol, this leads to higher levels of prolactin. So alcoholics, people that in a dose-dependent matter, have more prolactin than non-drinkers. So if you're non-drinker, your prolactin will be here, roughly, right? Normal, let's say it's normal. Then you're a on occasion drinker, your prolactin will be slightly elevated. And then if you're a chronic but mild drinker, it will be slightly elevated. And if you're a chronic excessive drinker, your prolactin will be the highest. So it's like, like a dose-dependent response how alcohol increases your prolactin. And so I have a drinking stack that will help to protect your liver and your testes against alcohol and also help to increase dopamine so your dopamine is high so you don't get this spike in estrogen and damage that usually happens when you drink a lot of alcohol. So the first compound is taurine, 3 grams of taurine with 300 milligrams of dihydromyrestatin, 1 to 2 grams of succinic acid and also a B-complex. So all of these will dramatically help to metabolize alcohol so it doesn't accumulate in the body and cause damage and so it protects the liver and the testes against the toxic effect of alcohol so if you can take this stack before and after drinking you will first of all be able to drink more but it will also help to prevent the hangover and prevent the negative effects from drinking alcohol now this is not an excuse to be drinking more alcohol this is just let's say you want to have a drink on the weekends this will really help to protect you against the harmful effects of alcohol Number six is low DHT. So giving people DHT significantly helps with lower prolactin. You can see this is the non-DHT group and this is the DHT group. So DHT can help to lower prolactin. So low DHT or antiandrogens lead to higher levels of prolactin. So amongst transgender women on estrogen, prolactin levels increased by over 100% with cyproterone acetate and up to 45% with spirulolactone. So these two antiandrogens lead to higher levels of uh, prolactin. So the androgens protect against the increase in prolactin. So if you have high levels of estrogen, but you have even higher levels of DHT, you're more so protected because of that androgen is preventing the increase in prolactin from estrogen. And then also DHT and 3-alpha-dial. So 3-alpha-dial is a metabolite of DHT inhibits prolactin secretion. So you want to make sure you have high DHT that will help to control your prolactin. So here are some ways to increase DHT naturally. Naturally, you have creatine, sorghum, with gesoproba, and tribulisteristus can all help to increase your DHT naturally. And for the pharma route would be something like proviron or endactrum. So proviron is an oral a DHT steroid, and then endactrum is DHT that you can apply topically. So the thing with 
Robert from Scotland was he was using testosterone. And the thing, the problem with testosterone is that it, if you're in an unhealthy state, converts excessively into estrogen. And then that estrogen will help to increase prolactin even more. So a better thing to do is actually to switch to a DHT steroid that cannot convert into estrogen like Provaron or Andactrum. And that will help to bring estrogen down, also help to bring the prolactin down. So if you're in that state where you're aromatizing a lot, a DHT type steroid might be better than like a testosterone aromatizable kind of steroid. Number seven would be nutritional deficiencies that can lead to elevated levels of prolactin. Deficiencies like vitamin B6, vitamin D and calcium, vitamin E, zinc and iron. And these are just the ones that has been shown to lower prolactin, right? But also all of the nutritional deficiencies that you might have can lead to elevated levels of estrogen, insulin resistance, elevated inflammation, uh, low dopamine. Every single vitamin and mineral are extremely important for your body to function properly. So if you're looking for a diet to maximize your testosterone, DHT, control your estrogen and prolactin, the test to launch diet is perfect. I've created in a way to optimize your digestion, lower inflammation. It's packed with micronutrients to fix every single micronutrient deficiency. I teach you everything step-by-step on how to implement the perfect diet to get optimal levels of testosterone and balance your hormones. Link will be in the description. Number eight, access serotonin. When they give animals and humans serotonin, it spikes their prolactin. So low dose, small spike, bigger dose, bigger spike, big dose, big spike in prolactin. There's a couple of reasons why serotonin is high but it gets quite complicated and it's more a dysregulation of the serotonin system than anything else. So I don't want to spend too much time here. But some of the main reasons why serotonin is high is because you're either supplementing something that increases serotonin, like tryptophan, 5-HTP. You have, again, nutritional deficiencies and or you're using a SSRI or another serotonergic antidepressant. So most antidepressants at the moment increases serotonin and that can lead to an increase in your prolactin. And another reason why serotonin can also be high is because if someone has gut inflammation, about 95% of serotonin is being produced in the gut. So if you have gut inflammation, the amount of serotonin being produced dramatically increases, and that can also contribute. Now also certain bacteria in the gut can also produce serotonin. So if you have dysbiosis in the gut, this can lead to excessive amounts of serotonin. So you can do a stool test to see which bacteria is high and which is low and why it's causing, like, for example, your gut issues. And one of the companies that I like to do a stool test with is called BiomeSite. I will link that for you guys in the description below. So more specifically, it's the action of serotonin on the serotonin 2A receptor that increases prolactin. So if you block the 2A receptor, that prevents the increase in prolactin from serotonin. So there are drugs like cyberheptidine, metergolin, Lizeride, mirtazapine, that blocks the 2A receptor and that can help to bring down the prolactin that's being induced by serotonin. Natural compounds that are antagonists to the 2A receptor include polygala, ginseng, mangosteen, cordyceps, bacopa, ginkgo biloba, and berberine. These are just a few ones that can block the 2A receptor, but as I mentioned, it's more so a dysregulation of the serotonergic system, and I don't necessarily want you guys to become obsessed with this whole serotonin system, Rather, focus on the foundational things. Make sure your lifestyle's in check, your diet's in check, you're eating foods that you can digest, that's rich in micronutrients, keep your diet simple. Those are the basic things that I talk about in the test launch course. Number nine would be specific drugs that can lead to increase in prolactin, like SSRIs, 
5 HDP, tryptophan essential, like we just spoke about. Number two is antipsychotics that directly block the dopamine receptor. Estrogenic compounds, and one of them would be anadrol, which is a steroid, or cimetidine, which is a BPI drug, and that can actually increase your prolactin. And then opioids like painkillers, sleep medication, even cranium abuse can lead to elevated levels of prolactin. So make sure that the drug you're using, and this is not all the drugs that can increase prolactin use are just a few examples, but many drugs can actually lead to an increase in prolactin. Number 10 and the final one would be low-grade inflammation. An inflammatory marker called interleukin-6 is positively correlated with prolactin. So you can see prolactin goes up as interleukin-6 goes up. And many times the reason for low-grade inflammation is, again, gut dysbiosis, heavy metals. If you're consuming endocrine-disrupting chemicals, you might have sleep apnea, diabetes, again, nutritional deficiencies. So you want to stick to the baseline, consume a diet that doesn't upset the gut, that actually improves gut health, that digests easily, that solves your nutritional deficiencies, those kind of stuff. That's how you fix low-grade inflammation. So you can bring the inflammatory markers down. It will help to bring the prolactin down as well. And if the body is slightly inflamed, everything else will not work as it's supposed to be. Your thyroid will not work the way it should be. Your brain, your testes, the liver, the kidney, all of the organs suffer when the gut is suffering. So when the gut is producing inflammation, everything else suffers. So that are 10 reasons why your prolactin might be elevated. So identify which one might be the reason for your high levels of prolactin and then address that directly and see what difference it makes for you. And if you would like me to help you identify the problem for you, please book a call. The first call would be free. If you've ever had hyperlactin problems, please let me know in the comments below what worked the best for you. I'm always curious to know what works for you guys as well. All right, guys, I hope you learned something new, and I will check you in the next one. Cheers, guys.